0: Episode 39 of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. I'm Alex Sprague.
1: And I'm Jess Geyer. Alex, what did we watch today and why did this, quote, personally insult our our game company?
0: Well, because in the movie, Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star, obviously we are transcending normal realms of possibility. And now they are speaking directly to us. And they decided that we shouldn't insult them. They specifically said in the movie they called us out by name.
1: They they did call us out by name, um, and I think we're gonna get to that a little bit more later. Uh, this movie it stars Nick Swartz in it, and I do want to give a little bit of a warning to the the listeners right now. It is completely about sex and the porn industry so i feel like this is the most vulgar movie we've watched i actually don't think it's the most objectionable movie we've watched but it's certainly the most vulgar yeah Um, so we will be talking about sex and also there's the main character like the whole thing about him is that he has a very small penis like a very very small penis and that is like the butt of a lot of jokes so if any of that stuff does make you comfortable yeah just don't watch just don't listen to this one because that's all this movie is about
0: Um, And interestingly enough for me, uh, the lowbrow humor and the blue humor and all that stuff was much less offensive than a lot of the stuff I've seen.
1: Oh, yeah. I I 100% agree. I I personally don't find anything objectionable to sex in, in general. That's fine. I would much rather have a movie like this than a movie... Like, the like the beginning, you had mentioned earlier, the beginning of the shortcut.
0: hmm Yeah, which had no payoff or any reason to be in the film. Right. Yeah. Um, it was just, like, a weird sexual assault. Yeah. But, anyhow, getting into it, because... <laughs> might as well get into it. Yeah. This is a two-star Sandler film. It's made by Happy Madison, and it was written in part by Adam Sandler. Um, according to some stuff I read, it seems like he, Nick and worked very close with him. Um, but it stars Nick swords and Adam Sandler's on it, so it's only two-star, Sandler. So it's pretty important for Happy Madison. Um, and I think, I kind of think this movie says a little bit about their opinions on how film industry and how making stuff works and should work.
1: I think so, too. And I could see... A very early career Adam Sandler maybe starring in this movie instead of Nick Swardson, but there's no way he could do it at this point in his career um, to be, to star in a movie like this. I just don't think so.
0: Maybe, but I I think uh th- th- this has Nick Swardson all over it. Nick Swardson yes. uh-huh. is always making sexual humor. That is like his favorite thing to joke about. That's um, that's very fair. As far as I've seen him in stand up and I know his uh bit parts in The Happy Mass and stuff and his uh character Terry on Reno 911. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so yeah, I think I think that was very much him there.
1: Yeah, I I I can definitely see that. Um and I've listened to some of stand up too and yeah, I can definitely see that.
0: Yeah. Now, I know you know how many times I laugh. But I think a lot of people will be surprised <laughs> by this. Um, and I i made Jess confirm it because I didn't want this to sound like a joke. But I did laugh 69 times during this movie.
1: And I laughed a lot too. But I was just so mad that his number came out to be 69 for this movie of all mm-hmm. movies.
0: I mean, that's that's a rough go of it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, for... <laughs> oh, was good to say for a ninety-seven minute film. That's a lot of laughs. I was doing almost a laugh a minute. Yeah. Um, the movie's not very good. Um no. I'd actually say it's kind of bad. Um, but it I would is, say that
1: it's I'd say that it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm 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 giving it if we're doing it out of, out of ten, like a three, ish. I'm right in there.
1: That's what I gave it to out of ten because I said that I did not like this movie
0: yeah it's it's three or four it's like a failure of a movie um but for one time through there's plenty of stuff to laugh at um
1: i did laugh a lot a lot of it i will i will admit uh, some of my laughter was discomfort mm-hmm. <laughs> um but a lot of it was really funny and I not mean, like discomfort like nervous laughter but like wow this is gross or wow this is so over the top
0: yeah um the universe building they have in this is extremely strange um and i believe on purpose uh due to a few pieces of evidence i do have but i'm i am like still a little confused cuz i don't think i don't think it went out very well um but it was extremely low budget film to make and stuff so who knows well i maybe. think
1: i think uh you're being more generous than the critics are around tomatoes
0: yeah, what do you think? Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes critics and audience gave it
1: four percent,
0: and for the audience,
1: twenty five percent.
0: Oh, dead on twenty five percent for audience, but critics gave it a zero percent. <laughs> um, there was only thirty five, whereas they normally have um, closer to a hundred. But no one liked it.
1: You couldn't um, pay people to watch it. What? I said you you just couldn't pay people to watch it and review it.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> the thing is, I uh, obviously it should be higher than that, um, because, you know, it's not the worst film I've ever seen.
1: It isn't the worst film I've ever seen. It's it, one of the raunchiest films I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, and I think that made people uh, uncomfortable. But for how um, the Rotten Tomato system works, you know, it's a, did you... Should you go see it or should you not? If we're get, if we're saying it's a three out of ten, or maybe a four out of ten, with like variants, one person should have recommended it, it, it if enough people actually viewed it. I don't um, know. I they think,
1: they might have been worried that they would lose their job if they told their audience to go see this movie.
0: But I I think I want to talk about that right now before we even recap, because they all knew it was going to get bad reviews and they didn't really care. Um, and there's this from an interview with Nick Swartzen. um I'm going to read a few parts of this. Um, the question was, yeah, I also think once you know how much work goes into making comedy, it gives you a better appreciation for how hard it is to really make a funny movie or a funny sketch. To, Nick, to what Nick said is, it's a lot of work and a lot of reviewers aren't going into the movie to like it. They don't want to like it. None of those reviewers was psyched to see Bucky Larson and laugh. They go in with this mentality. Fuck these guys for making another movie. They go in there to kind of headhunt. It makes me laugh because it's just so embarrassing. It makes them look like such morons. You can't review Avatar, then review Bucky Larson. Yeah. Tommy is so subjective. You know what I mean? To sit there and technically pick it apart. So stupid. We've never made movies for critics, so we could give a fuck. Um, and there's another part where he says, I knew the critics were going to bury us. It was a softball. They were waiting, waiting to hate the movie. It's kind of funny that they get their rocks off on reviews like that. They review the King's speech, then they review Bucky Larson. Um,
1: <laughs> That's a really I, good I, point.
0: I, I, I find it very funny that they're like, yeah, man. They they were never going to like this movie. And they would, even if there was a chance they were going to like it, they probably weren't going to give it a fair chance. Oh, um, And no. like, I think without a doubt um that's true. I think we've seen from the reviews critics decide to give these movies that they are not giving a fair shake of it. Um which, you know, yeah. I think is, you know, pretty bad as far as journalistic integrity goes. So I don't what, trust movie critics anymore.
1: What do you think like okay, that it would be like a movie critic or a restaurant critic who like does Michelin stars reviewing McDonald's?
0: Well, here's the thing. I think it's very much like that in the fact that if you go into a Dick's Last Resort, you know what Dick's Last Resort is, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, For for people who haven't heard, it is a restaurant where they will be rude to you and mean to you because that's their shtick and it's fun. Um, but it, it's a restaurant reviewer going into a Dick's Last Resort getting called a numbskull while (laughs) buying a burger. Um, And even if it's the best burger they've ever had in their life, them saying, well, I really didn't like how I was treated there. It wasn't very much fun. And like, I can't believe that, you know, they would be so rude to me. And then like one star. You have to critique something based on its merit and Uh what it's trying to be, I think. Um, And that's why like, I think critical reviews of comedy in general is just kind of silly. Um, but what are you do you get to?
1: Well, I mean, uh, that's the whole reason why a grade scale in general is silly. I personally don't believe in grades, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, don't tell my students that. But I mean, they-
0: <laughs> I, I actually like the Rotten Tomatoes scale slightly more than most. But I also don't agree with this idea that there's a kind of right or wrong answer to whether or not a piece of art is good or not now of course we're saying whether or not we like these ones but uh, like i think it's pretty obvious these are subjective opinions so
1: yeah i mean i think the problem is the way that critic writing does work so in education there's there's um the idea of holistic rubrics versus analytic rubrics mm. and a holistic rubric basically you're looking at it as a whole you're giving a single like grade a single assessment on things which is kind of what uh like a star review does like okay it's 4 stars that's my holistic review whereas an analytic rubric would look at different parts um so you would look at like the script the acting the blah 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 and you would mm-hmm. give different ratings for each of those and then maybe you would do some sort of calculation with weights. Um, something like that seems a lot mm, better. Of yeah.
0: Because a... I, I feel like you there's people out there giving them, like, you know, this is a 75 out of 100. But, like, they're just saying what they think. Like, they're just saying it's three stars. They don't know why they're giving it that exact number. Um,
1: I mean, I'm sure that they're doing a little bit of thinking about it, but... Well...
0: I'm I'm going to argue that no, they're not, because let's read um, some of these <laughs> ones. An inept, lazy, R-rated movie whose sole purpose is as a glossary of euphemisms for genitalia and sexual acts. Um, after seeing through this dreadful, monumentally humorless picture, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that this is going to be la- the last Nick Swardson starring role. And it's like, okay, those things are maybe a fair thing. But, do you think we can find one where they say, uh, you know, this is worse than driving a nail through your kneecap, like we normally see? Because those <laughs> aren't real reviews. That's them trying to get people to read their movie reviews.
1: That's only when Adam Sandler is, like, actually in the movie. It, he provokes some sort of sadistic, masochistic response. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're we're official critic critics now.
0: Yeah, I. That's what I, we are. I, That's what this
1: podcast has become.
0: I am the one who watches The Watchmen, and all of these <laughs> critics are on fucking notice.
1: Hey, hey, Watchmen, stop doing weird sex stuff. You yeah. heard me. Knock it off. Put some pants on, Doctor Manhattan.
0: Or like, magically make pants.
1: Make pants. I actually. Magic. Why do you need a dongle?
0: I personally believe that the Watchmen movie would have been zero out of ten if it weren't for Doctor Manhattan hanging dong, and that is the only thing <laughs> that saved the movie. Oh no. I'm a I'm a dong truther. I think all movies should have one Hang Dong scene so that people can get hyped for it. Um so let's recap the movie.
1: Yeah, let's recap the movie. Uh, Bucky Larson, played by, of course, Nick Swartzen, is just a naive, Iowan, buck-toothed boy from a small town. Uh, He gets fired from his job begging groceries, and then his friends teach him what masturbation is by watching a retro porn video together. But it turns out the actors are Bucky's parents. Uh, Bucky isn't upset, though, because he wants to be just like them. He wants to be on the silver screen, so he goes to Hollywood to be in nude movies. At a rundown diner, he meets Kathy, played by Christina Ricci, a waitress who's not treated very well at her job. Um, and they get along pretty well. Uh, Bucky ends up going at a casting call audition for a mac and cheese company, but he thinks it's supposed to be, like, a porno shoot, so he takes off his pants and starts jerking it. And <laughs> which
0: to which they react appropriately and call the police yes. and take him out.
1: Um, yes. Yes. Uh, the the funny the very ironic thing is that he was going to do very well in the mac and cheese audition.
0: Yeah, they loved him because he's like, oh man, delicious mac and cheese. That stuff's the best. And then they're like, oh, he's he's got it. And they just starts wanking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the
1: the director for the for the commercial comes out. And he has apparently like like before he did the 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 Mac and Cheese commercials, before he started doing commercials, he was in porn. Uh he also says that like a lot of directors do it, it's no big deal. Um so he takes Bucky to uh a party where all of the biggest names in adult movies are there, um, and it's hosted by Dick Shadow. Um D- Dick Shadow, who who plays Dick Shadow? Uh
0: Dick's shadow is Stephen Dorff.
1: Right. Um, Dick's shadow is named for exactly? What you might think he would be named for the the and shadow
0: he, his dick makes. Yes, which he yes. finds impressive.
1: Yes, which other people find impressive too. Apparently, according
0: um, to him, but isn't really shown.
1: That's true. We never we never do get to confirm this. It's like the the black hole of penises. You can only see planets revolve around it. You don't get to... Anyway, uh, (laughs) he makes Bucky deep pants in front of the entire crowd, showing everyone Bucky's very, very, very small penis. Um, Bucky talks about his woes with Kathy after he gets pushed into the the pool and everyone laughs at him. Um, And when he's talking about this with Kathy, Miles Deep, a washed-up porn director who we actually saw kicked out of that party, overhears him. Uh, and when he learns that Bucky wants to be in porn and who his parents are, he he hopes that there's going to be like some kind of audience for this uh, nostalgia for the retro. So he has him come over to his place to film a scene. And it doesn't go well because Bucky orgasms as soon as he sees the actress take off her shirt. And then he does it again when he sees her touch her boobs. And this is, we learn, is his first ever time having an orgasm um Miles ends up thinking that this footage is useless because uh, it's just Nick Swartzen making like monkey noises. Yeah. <laughs> and jerking around, but his his nephew uploads it to upube dot net.
0: I want to point out is his nephew is an adult who's helping on the shoots? Not <laughs> yes, like
1: yes, uh, and, yes, an adult. He is an adult. He he yes, and works in the film industry, adult film industry. And, uh. <laughs> sorry, net is just.
0: Do, do not go to net, by the way.
1: <laughs> uh. Did you try?
0: Yes. A lot of elephants, like cartoon elephants on that website.
1: Okay, anyway, uh, it gets a lot of positive feedback from people. So Miles thinks that, oh, there is an audience for this because he says that his that Bucky's penis is is too small to be threatening and it makes women think like oh man I got a great deal with what I got um so Miles gets backing from the Vietnamese mafia which is just like a side like nothing really comes of this um other than he has money to do stuff but I don't know why they made it the Vietnamese mafia uh but they they get money to shoot another bigger scene but none of the normal distributors like it but bucky still ends up becoming a huge success uh specifically for couples like i mentioned before uh where like the man has a small penis or the woman is is bored um there's a really funny scene where he's signing uh bucky's signing dvds in an adult film store and this this couple comes in and the the woman just, like, rags, like, just fucking <laughs> rags on her on her partner. It's really funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Bucky ends up becoming a huge success, and he takes Christina Ricci to the Adult Movie Awards, where she says that he, she's his girlfriend, and Bucky sweeps the awards, much to the dismay of Dick Shadow. Uh, he ends up breaking Dick Shadow's record of amount um, of awards in one night. Uh, and that night at their hotel, he gives Christina Ricci a silver, like, uh, like a tray, like a waitress tray.
0: Yeah, you never, uh, talked about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I, uh, I was gonna say, cause it, it kinda like, it's not actually super relevant to the movie, but we do learn in an, in an earlier scene that her dream is to be a waitress, but I, she was working at a fancy restaurant, she spilled hot soup on an old lady who had to go to a burn unit, she, and now she can't be near trays. She
0: spilled... Ten bowls of hot <laughs> soup at the same time on one lady.
1: <laughs> While she's um, carrying a train. Because her arm gave out halfway through.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I actually do think that little subplot is important for just one specific reason, thematically.
1: I think but thematically, yes, life. but plot-wise, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I, I thought mm-hmm. it was fine to mention here. Mm-hmm. Um, Bucky actually helped her get over her fear by this point when we saw the montage of him becoming popular. Uh, he was helping her yeah. uh, learn how to carry
0: it's, trays. It's spliced with uh, the same scene as in that 70s show, Eric learning how to be a waiter and doing <laughs> doing an obstacle course with a tray.
1: Yeah, I was wondering why that seems so familiar.
0: Yeah, it was very similar to that scene.
1: Anyway, he gives her that platter, and they end up having sex. And the next day, though, she's very distant. And breaks up with him, saying that, oh, we're not married. Let's. I want to see other guys and see what's there. So, like, we as an audience are made to think, like, it was not satisfactory for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Bucky's on another porn set, uh, this one is a quite problematic one. Uh, where he is a cowboy and the actress is a uh, Native American woman. Uh, but not a Native American woman. Um Anyway, when, when he's about to bone down, Miles breaks and tells him that he was the one who told Kathy to leave because he basically wanted to make sure that he kept Bucky to himself for filmmaking and for, you know, keeping him in the industry. So Bucky goes off to go get her where uh, we see her. She is like sitting down. I can't tell if they were like on a date together or if Dick Shadow just no. visited her at her work. She
0: is counting her tips at the end of the night at her work. Right and dick shadow is there harassing her
1: yes and she's turning him down so well and she's still talking up bucky um and i wrote here in this scene in in, uh, particular because she left um bucky so he could pursue his dreams Mm. um that was that was what she said and i wrote yet again male gratification gets in the way of female pleasure Uh, i just uh, thought the irony there was very very rich Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets there, and uh, she's still in love with Bucky, of course, and he's still in love with her, and they end up marrying and starting a restaurant together in Iowa. The end.
0: Yeah, so weird movie, um, weird idea doesn't yeah. quite come to fruition, but at the same time, there's some aspects of it I did like. Um, there is some absolutely hilarious jokes in this movie. Um, Kevin Nealon. Played Bucky's roommate <laughs> yeah I didn't and
1: even mention him in my recap yeah because it's not
0: important but my no. every time he's on screen I was fucking losing it
1: he was a scene stealer he played a really creepy guy he like kept creeping on Christina Ricci but he also played like a really mean roommate <laughs> the like, first time we get like a hint of this Bucky is eating cereal um well, I guess it's not the first time, but yeah. my favorite scene is he's eating cereal, and uh, he, like, Kevin Nealon says very accusatorily, Is that your cereal? And, and Nick Swanson's like, Yeah, I bought it. And then Kevin Nealon said, Did you buy milk? <laughs> like, just, like, looking for something to pick at. I loved that
0: yeah my favorite scene with that is after they break up, Bucky is crying in his bed. <laughs> yes. Kevin Nielsen comes and like crouches over him holding a bunch of grapes. He's just like, "Did you eat one of my fucking grapes? Is that why you're crying? I counted these. <laughs> I, was, I was losing it. Um,
1: that was so funny.
0: But yeah, no nah, th- those those scenes were great. There's just there is a lot of jokes that work really well. If they had strung the plot together well, it would have been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: this you know what this movie really reminded me of?
0: Uh, or Gasmo?
1: No, but yes, but mm-hmm. no.
0: Joe Dirt. Yeah, I could see that. Um,
1: because it has a lot of, like, here's this guy going through different trials and tribulations until mm-hmm. he makes it big and then decides to go back to his simple life. That's what it seems like. Like, kind of the arc follows.
0: That, and for me, everyone in the world is crazy cruel to him and to mm-hmm. um, uh, Kathy or Christina Ritchie. Yeah. And they are overtly, like, mean and cruel for no reason, on purpose. hmm. And I'm not exactly sure why. I do think a lot of comedy comes out of it. Um, but I wonder, like, what the stylistic choice is to. Like, they, they have literally random people walk up and just, like, say something horrible and spiteful just to, like, yeah like demean them.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the first time we meet, like, in the opening scene, Bucky is being berated by his cashier-slash-boss while he's a bagging groceries because he's having some small talk with the old lady about Doritos.
0: Yeah. Um, and then that guy hits himself in the eye and then fires Bucky for, <laughs> for attacking him. Like they they do everything they can to like shit on them, um, yeah. Which I find it works well in comedy. I think is you know the world is shitting on you in a way that is just
1: mm-hmm. it
0: makes no sense how much you're being like uh, attacked basically.
1: Yeah, and the only people who are who like are not mean to him. Okay, so be, his parents are not mean to him. They're extremely like kind and accepting his friends aren't really mean to him i always like i thought at first it was going to be like a a big prank you know in the scene where they're yeah. asking him if he jerks off but they're just like a bunch of weirdos yeah
0: that that scene um it is so like unsettling it was it's it was so very uncomfortable funny to me. um most of it though is like so the chef from uh the Justin Long movie about community college. Do you remember that movie? Accepted? Yes, accepted. Um is playing his friend and he just keeps listing off different <laughs> like terms for jerking off at different hours of the day. Yeah. Uh a midnight snack whack is the one that sticks out to me. But mm-hmm. I was just like, I didn't expect this character to just only talk about masturbation. Um,
1: That's all like literally his only lines, yeah.
0: That's very funny. Honestly, I found it very good. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that aspect's a little strange. Um, But it works in a lot of ways. Like, when Bucky Lawson walks into the diner for the first time, the waitress on staff basically, like, makes fun of him for ordering soup and tells him, like, to get fucked and then goes on her break instead of getting him soup and then... Christina Ricci, who's also shit on all the time, was like, oh, don't worry, I'll get it for him. Um, Yeah,
1: and I think, too, that is thematic because the other people who are nice to Bucky, I mean, Christina Ricci's character is nice to him, as are the Adult Film Awards people, but that's Mm -hmm. after he's already successful. And Miles is nice to him, too, but Miles thinks that he's getting something from Bucky, but he's also not mean in, in saying, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be an actor
0: yeah he he literally i think does what he can to try to support him he doesn't think he can be a you know porn star um due (laughs) to his body Mm -hmm. and then tries to get him like you could work behind the scenes still like there's not a reason blah blah even though he's not yeah
1: yeah he's not like mean to him even when he rejects him but he is only nice to him because he thinks he can get something out of it but he's not going to go out of his way to be mean. I don't know, but I think that this is I, I relevant so. to the show business industry, is what I was going to say. Like this mentorship thing. Like, yes. yeah, the mentor is getting something out of it, perhaps.
0: Yeah, that's that's the Adam Sandler in this movie is the the director, who, who wants to make you know lowbrow stuff, and raise up new new young Nick Swardson.
1: Yeah. Given and, that and they, again, go ahead. it makes sense too, like before you get into the, before you go to Hollywood, everybody's like like your family's so nice and you have like nostalgia for that, um but you get to Hollywood and everyone like just seems to crap on you all the time until you become successful, and then they all love you,
0: mm-hmm. so I definitely think there there's supposed to be an aspect of them making fun of that type of world. The mm-hmm. thing I thought was funny though, is how they portray like men. And this toxic masculinity coming from Dick Shadow, but also like, so Dick Shadow, he he is, the, the comments he makes about his penis are like, it's the biggest you've ever seen. And then he tells someone that there's five inches people haven't even seen yet, which <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but that's a hilarious comment.
1: He's got a um, Zohan Bush, is what he's saying.
0: Um, and he like well no because we know that he shaves according to uh
1: oh that's right
0: the award ceremony
1: well we Um, also know in this universe apparently when you are not turned on your penis can go inside of you and point backwards that's what the one guy said
0: And hey you, you don't know what what cool things we can do
1: you're right i don't
0: so yeah um but they, they show a little bit. He constantly is grabbing, like, a, a salami that's stuffed in his pants um, throughout the movie. But he is seen.
1: There's enough salami here to feed two people, <laughs> even three people.
0: Oh, I forgot about that line.
1: Was Every it... once in a while, I think about the salami from going overboard.
0: That's the best line in the movie.
1: That's the best line, I think, in any of these movies. (laughs) That one scene on the ship is the best. (laughs) Keep going. Sorry for interrupting.
0: But, so constantly this guy is uh, telling, especially Christina Ritchie, that he would be, like, able to satisfy her sexually, and he'd be great for her, and blah, 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 and, like, does it in a really gross, aggressive way. Um, she actually says, you're the most aggressive person I have ever met as a way of, like, reproaching him. Yeah. And um, the whole point afterwards, she says something along the lines of, you don't understand anything about this.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: Bucky was extremely general terms for, you know, able to communicate well and learn, and they had a good time. Um mm-hmm. Basically, no matter how often the porn industry was saying, like, look how these giant slabs of meat are gonna satisfy you, um, it it's just like a hollow thing. Is that what they keep mm-hmm. showing? Um, and uh, people are way more happy with these films that get them reconnected with their partner.
1: And I think you can see that too with the the other newcomers that like, because he's nominated first for the newcomer award. Yeah. And all of the other people's names, their last names are Storm, it's, Thunder, it's Lightning. Like
0: Mike Storm, Johnny Lightning, and like Mark Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Um, they all have these hilariously bad porn names. Um, yeah, I was really expecting one of those guys the newcomer of the year to be Adam Sandler, weren't you?
1: I was, too. I was <laughs> expecting it to be the guy from the Gigolo. <laughs> yeah,
0: the same one. How funny <laughs> would that have been? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the the whole thing is, yeah, the, this guy who's no good is you know, wearing an Affliction T-shirt. Um, I
1: didn't notice the Affliction you know, T-shirt.
0: I, Affliction T-shirts are literally like flashing red klaxons in my vision. Like if I see one, I'm like, watch out, that guy's going to start some shit. Um, I think
1: that, um, not Pomple Moose. Is it no, it's not Pomple Moose. What's the name of that band? It has the girl who was in the woman who was in Scrubs, she played the ukulele playing girlfriend.
0: Simon and Garfunkel?
1: They it's not Simon and Garfunkel, but
0: Garfunkel Notes. Sorry. Garfunkel and Notes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, they were Simon and Garfunkel too, actually. <laughs>
1: and hollow notes both
0: but yeah he's literally like then popping viagra to go to the mall i think it was but yes. he wanted to stay hard for his trip um and it just shows them like wild uh out of touchness so this guy who thinks he's the pinnacle of masculinity and was awarded for being the pinnacle of mask masculinity in the past is in the present day um So I think there is a slight message that is okay there. It doesn't come through very well. But, you know, it says that guy's bad. Which I'll give him. Um, Now, I have have a discussion topic I wrote here just called, and this is a quote from that guy, am I in the fucking Twilight Zone? Yeah,
1: what's up with this, huh?
0: So this is going to be part of a few things and uh i'm going to have you watch 230 second videos which were advertisements for this movie okay. um which i will put in the description of this thing okay now having seen the two commercials for this movie that involve peter dante as both a teacher and a doctor um something weird's going on with their idea of this world's universe i think cuz pierre dante's in the film right I'm not wrong yeah, about that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. He he talks to Dick she- I'm so confused. Yeah, yeah. He
0: <laughs> But like they have him play a different character which is himself um in these ads as <laughs> a doctor and a teacher. Um and they mentioned that it's hard to have this like raunchy comedy and advertise it as such. But like they have Peter Dante just say what's even going on in the commercial <laughs> And it makes me wonder, the, am I in the fucking Twilight Zone, this whole thing, is this a reference to the fact that this is supposed to be a story about something else, like the Twilight Zone does? This story of um a young, innocent person winning in the porn industry or in Hollywood compared to the person who's expected to win is seen as a parable of something that's impossible, like in this. So where
1: are you going with this?
0: I'm asking, are they purposely showing that there's something wrong with the industry, that a person with passion can't get ahead, and that someone um, like Christina Ritchie, who has... (laughs) only wants to be a waitress, wants to be the best waitress, though, and at the best restaurant, and doesn't, like, want to move up. It's so abnormal, is how they're seen. Because um, they expect everyone to be, you know, trying to be an actor. These two people are not in this universe. And that's why they're hated. I think the cruelty that they're being hit with is, like, white white blood cell antibodies trying to get out a virus of niceness in a world that doesn't allow it, which is Hollywood. And I think that is how Happy Madison sees Hollywood.
1: I get it. I do get it. I'm sorry. I'm still stunned by the multiple Peter Dantes at the very end of that last commercial.
0: Yeah. Everyone should watch that commercial.
1: Yeah. I mean, it'll only take a minute of your time, and I think it's well worth it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um.
0: So, I'm 100% correct, and you have no rebuttal.
1: My only rebuttal would be that at the very end of the movie, well, not the very end, but the last shot we see of Dick Shadow, Mm -hmm. he looks over across the bar and he sees, like, four women looking at him and smiling and giggling, and he says, I smell a garden. So in the end there aren't actual consequences for him. True. And Bucky has left the industry.
0: Yes, but successful and happy. He left on top. Um which is not how that works. People get slammed for leaving the industry. People hate it when you leave the industry. Um and not even because
1: the, who will bring us joy
0: yeah, when, when they are gone. Um but I think everything to do with Bucky Larson's character is a every everyone he touches or that, that's like on his side is specifically set apart from everyone else. Um the fact that he deals with his parents being in porn like respectfully and is happy about it. I'm not happy about it, but it's like, hey, that might be something I could do also is so contrary to how we expect this character to believe. That yeah. they are supposed to be a character out of place. Um, yeah. Which I mean,
1: even the fact that you have, like, two former, like, really big porn stars just living a normal, happy life in a small Iowa town mm-hmm. is kind of weird. But then you see, like, the weird sexual deviancy of the other Iowans.
0: Yes. Which is interesting that they are the most normal of them. Yeah. Um, And they're the only happy couple. So there's just some, some weird aspects about, like... If you if you get out, you could be happy. Um, but like to be in the industry is to become bad. Um, there's this aspect of the director, um, that Don Johnson plays saying he doesn't care about money, he doesn't care about whatever else, he cares about making a film, making art, and mm. that's why all his previous wives have right. left him.
1: I forgot about that line.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, yes, it's, it's funny when they make a video of Nick Swartzen jerking off for, like, 30 seconds as Charlie Chaplin, but <laughs> if we take this as, you know, they're, they're, they're treating it as a true art form, the message is changed in my mind.
1: I can definitely see this now as, like, uh, a, a, an allegory for being in the comedy business.
0: Because, I mean, people literally think what they do is the lowest common denominator, much like porn. And they specifically made this the most vulgar movie they ever made while actually not being offensive to anyone, for the most part. There is some For the most part. There is some troublesome stuff.
1: Like, there are some, yes, there I are mean, some problems. There's
0: even a interesting uh, part where when a porn producer calls... Uh, Female porn stars, whores, uh, Blueberry played by Meredith Giagrande get like repro gives him a reproachful look and makes him say sorry. Like s- stuff like that is interesting because mm. that's not really what you'd expect by this kind of movie. Um,
1: yeah, I I like that none of the the porn actors are treated as bad. I don't. I like that they're not treated poorly.
0: Yeah, there's actually a scene I found hilarious was uh the the setup for the problematic... So, I don't think the way they portrayed this scene is problematic. The Bucky Larson dressing up like uh, Clint Eastwood and happening upon a tied-up Native American girl. It is, like, supposed to be a bad scene because, like, you know, the implications of that and stuff. But when this actress... Like rips off her top, saying the wind took my clothes. They look around, and the guys are like, "Damn, she's a good actress." Like, and it was so, like it's such bad acting because it's you know porn acting. And then there's like, "Wow, she's good." Like, yeah, um, <laughs> it's very funny, and it's 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 super good at making fun of the people making the movies. Um, not, I, I don't know. I just don't think you can make any. You can't make a film about making films without self-reflecting a little. I refuse to believe you can do that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like it's like writing a book about a novelist.
0: Yeah. It is, if you pretend like you did not think about how you would look in that, you're the most stuck-up person in the world. Um,
1: Or you're super oblivious, which hopefully you aren't like maybe they are but i don't think so no. i think that they they do have a lot of self reflection i
0: mean even actually. the fact that nick and publicly said like yeah we know critics aren't gonna like this movie we we knew that making the movie we don't care yeah um means something that said do you have anything else because i have my worst take of the movie award
1: um yeah, I also want to say how this is like the Twilight Zone in that this line called us out directly.
0: Yeah, that was also strange. Um, show, so <laughs> this is actually pretty good because uh, this is Dick Shadow uh, says, show some respect to the industry you fucking wannabe to Nick Swartz and who's winning. Um, and, of course, we've called ourselves Wannabe Games because, um, you know, there's something to be said about taking a – flaw you might have, like, you know, when we started we hadn't made games. And mm-hmm. um what's the term where we sometimes think we're bad at stuff even though we're not? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Um we took into mind that imposter syndrome something we both tend to suffer from. So we called ourselves, wannabes, so what what are people gonna make fun of us for? And I think this plays well in the movie 'cause what do you what are you gonna make fun of Nick Schwartz and stuff for? He's winning awards yeah. there. He's doing what he wants to do. You can't really take that away from him no matter what you feel. Um, But without a doubt, you know, they wrote this to us. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was directly, they, they looked us in the eye. They made eye contact with the camera. And they said, Jess and Alex, show some respect to the industry you fucking want to be. <laughs> I'm
0: like, I don't disagree. But, I don't agree either <sighs>
1: um now, my memory of us picking the name by the way, is we we picked a name but like that that works.
0: <laughs> we talked about it 'cause <laughs> we
1: did we did, but
0: there was three I mean there's a few things you also like that w- no matter who asked, we could say it was a Spice Girls reference and just leave it at that because who's gonna ask more questions? Um,
1: no one's ever asked,
0: yeah, whatever. I haven't asked anyone else where they got their name from either, so.
1: Fuck. We should do that more often. Yeah. People like that. People like that kind of stuff.
0: Maybe. Now, if you can guess the theme of the worst take of this movie, um, of, of a critique of this movie.
1: Oh, critique.
0: You get five points. Yeah, this is something someone said about this movie.
1: <laughs> okay. Theme. The theme of it. Um, Fashion?
0: No, um, here here's uh, the quote. Happy Madison Productions is one example of how the free market does not work. And yet, the floppitude of Bucky Larson is evidence the free market does work. A conundrum. <laughs> you can
1: find our podcast at <laughs> laugh at him pod <laughs> actually Alex before I, before I close the podcast I can't, I, what, how am I supposed to respond to that
0: how funny is that <laughs> they um, obviously the free market <laughs> makes sense because both these things are true in my mind at once yet they they are obviously against one another i don't understand it it's almost as if the free market's not a like realistic way to interpret economics
1: yeah i don't really believe in free market capitalism so
0: um but that is just i was i was dying laughing at the idea that this person's like yeah this proves the free market doesn't work but it also proves it works like what what conundrum obviously whatever i mean i'll talk about economics later if anyone wants it but no one does tweet at us tweet at us we'll we'll give our
1: tweet yeah our our twitter later tweet
0: at me with your laissez-faire capitalism takes uh so that i can block you
1: (laughs) (laughs) actually i i if you are a libertarian i want you to please please explain to me (laughs) what you believe in because i am very confused
0: i actually Um, i'm gonna send out a poll um I want you to say what your political affiliation was, is, and your favorite Happy Madison film. Um, Because, honestly, I'm just trying to figure out if... You're
1: trying to do more big science, big data?
0: Well, I I think every libertarian likes Joe Dirt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. okay. What do... (sighs) I don't know any other political... What is what do we are, are we talking like we're talking about like American yeah political parties right okay so what do what do what does the green party like
0: they they will say that they like um punch drunk love the most but actually they like grandma's boy
1: okay okay what about um the american communist party
0: the wedding singer they love the jams
1: that's true. They they do love the jams. So what about uh, the the, the Democratic Party?
0: Um, that's an interesting one, because it can't be a good movie. But they have to think most people would like that movie. Yes, I think anger management.
1: No, no, that's oh. Republican Party.
0: Uh, I was going to give Republican Party something worse. Um, um,
1: what's the most milk
0: toast? Honestly, probably Happy Gilmore.
1: Happy Gilmore, but actually, that's the democratic Socialist favorite too, which really confuses some people yeah. <laughs> they like it for different reasons. That's the problem um, yeah and and Republicans like anger management.
0: no, I think Republicans like uncut gems, but they they don't get it. <laughs>
1: And of course the anti Bigfoot party really likes strange wilderness. Uh, <laughs> and
0: for some reason Antifa just really likes Paul Blart Mall Cop.
1: Yeah, what's up with that?
0: Yeah. Why 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 don't you guys like the sequel, huh?
1: <laughs> Alex, what are we watching tomorrow and which which political affiliation will like it?
0: Um wow, political affiliation for this one. It's. I'm gonna have to go with like, maybe the tea party, <laughs> um, because we're watching Jack and Jill tomorrow.
1: Yep, we are. We are watching um, that.
0: And it's now. I I've been saying for a while that this one's gonna pull it all together. I really have some hopes for this one. Um, it means a lot to the canon. I think. Uh, I think everything changes tomorrow. Um, it's also the 40th episode, so we're gonna have to end with some recap stuff and uh, get some numbers. So I'm expecting a long episode. Yeah. But well, that- I
1: I will tell you, going into episode 40, already like I cannot stop making references to Adam Sandler movies. I saw a dented can, and I almost turned to Alex. I did tell him this, so I did also tell him this. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to say dented cans 50% off. Like I'm I had like five Adam Sandler references just fucking in in ready yeah,
0: to go There we go um i'm afraid to talk to people now because i can't stop talking about Adam Sandler. um but yeah this is one of the two movies i've ever walked out on um not at theaters just i walked out of the living room when it was on um but i think this time it's going to be different
1: alex i don't like how ominous you've been about this movie
0: I don't have anything else.
1: It's like you have a secret that you have not been telling me about this movie. I know that you have a secret about it.
0: I've got a feeling forty is going to be a good day, <laughs> especially if you and me see it in together. I have no reason I'd... to be over optimistic.
1: What does that but even somehow mean? somehow,
0: when he smiled, I can brave bad weather. What are you? What, but what about reciting? Jack and Jill? What about Jack and Jill? You didn't. See hear it you he didn't see it and he won't say nothing to no one ever in your life you never heard it or oh, how absurd it all seems without any proof
1: i'm i have to assume that this is some sort of song lyric and you haven't just like cracked finally
0: i mean this movie it's gonna be like beans flown out of the tv baby get ready
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't say beans to me <laughs> I went on a whole thing today about how beans make me laugh. Don't
0: <laughs> d do, 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 uh, There's
1: beans inside. <laughs> this is well, beans.
0: If uh, <laughs> if you understand the reference, tweet at me some bean gifts. You can find uh, uh this at Laugh at Him Pod on Twitter.
1: Uh, yep. And you can find all of our bean-related games at wannabegames.com. dot com. Um, we don't actually have any bean-related games. I'm sorry for um, getting your hopes up about that. And we don't have any games that are like this movie for for good reason for, for um, a lot of
0: good reasons. You could the the one that's a teleconferencing LARP. You could make yeah. this in there. We could throw I that couldn't. in for everyone because you can make anything in that it's don't, it's like the don't producers. do it without
1: consent <laughs> don't do it without consent for this one <laughs> <Yeah>. um, um <laughs> you can see me tweet about beans at, at jaska
0: you can see me narrow cast references to movies from the 70s at Kitty crusade
1: oh and i completely forgot to um say that you can support us at wannabe game uh, patreon.com slash wannabe games hold on one moment you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Uh But instead, why don't you give your money to um, The Build Project and support Black Lives Matter protests. Or you could also support uh, a, a nonprofit that works with sex workers and, and gives them advocacy and, and gives them a voice uh, because they are heavily discriminated against. And um, sex work should not be a crime so uh projects like the red umbrella project check them out give give them some money and raise up the voices of sex workers uh in in the country
0: uh and i want to say to end this
1: roxanne you don't have to take my wife please (laughs)